0: You're listening to episode three, hey hey, of the In Between podcast, where you will hear conversations on marriage, parenting, faith, and everything in between. My name is Daniel M,
1: and I'm Christina M.
0: Well, today we're going to be talking about how to not hate your in-laws.
1: Ooh, okay.
0: <laughs> Four questions to a better relationship.
1: Oh, that's more positive <laughs> for sure. So a Good, little bit I like of the where both. This is going.
0: A little bit of the both. It was neat as we uh, were preparing for this. I mean, part of the why behind it all Mm -hmm. was just because when you get married, I mean, the fact is you don't just marry your spouse, right? You marry their family, too. Mm -hmm. So for better or for worse, and whether you have a great relationship or you don't, I think we can all benefit from improving Our relationships with our in-laws.
1: Exactly. So if you have a strained relationship, I think this podcast will really um, help you think of ways to maybe take one step in the positive direction of reconciling. And for those who have a great relationship, I think um, sometimes there's maybe seasons in your relationship that you're like, oh, are we kind of overstepping each other's boundaries or trying to people-please so much to keep the relationship you know, going smoothly. And I think these questions will help you be able to reflect uh, on those situations as well.
0: Yeah, because I mean, when we think about it, God calls us to love our neighbors as ourselves, but He also calls us to love our enemies. And mm-hmm. there are some times when it feels like your in laws are your enemies, right? I mean, it can feel that way sometimes in the ebbs and flows. Of your relationship with your spouse is, you know, if you think about as you're getting to know them, mm-hmm. and and all the way through to when kids come, and you know, and and or kids aren't there, and your in-laws are bothering you about that as well. Right. So I mean, everything from A to A to Z, A to Z.
1: If you're Canadian, <laughs> exactly, well, like we uh, <laughs> we're
0: going to be talking about in-laws. And I mean, full disclaimer, right? We know it's a sensitive topic. Mm-hmm. We do, uh, but we're really hoping to address the full spectrum to to help you improve your relationship with your in-laws.
1: Mm -hmm, Exactly. So let's start off with this then. So Daniel, what do you remember about your initial experience with meeting my family for the first time?
0: The first time I met your family was a few months after we had started dating, right? We had met on a mission trip during during summer, during university, and, and yeah, I was in Vancouver, you were in Ottawa, so I flew out. To visit you in Ottawa for Christmas, and when we got back to your house, because I was staying in the basement of your house, your brother greeted us and made sure that I went to the basement because <laughs> uh, you're you were on the main floor at that time, and and the next morning I woke up. So, when I woke up in the morning, I walked upstairs to grab some breakfast, and there you weren't <laughs> in the kitchen, and there he was.
1: I do like to sleep uh,
0: in. <laughs> and I saw it was kind of awkward, right? Because he probably didn't want me there. He was probably like, "Who is this, you know, kid trying to take my daughter away, sleeping in my house? What is he doing?" Let's be honest. He said in
1: his head, "Who is punk?" (laughs) No
0: kidding, no kidding. And he's just looking at me, drinking his coffee, not saying anything, and. I didn't know what to say. Oh my
1: goodness, I feel awkward oh, for you. It was
0: right now. it was like, and I was like looking over her shoulder, <laughs> trying to figure out, okay, where is Christina? When is she gonna come? And the first words out of his mouth are, I kid you not, what's your favorite book of the Bible?
1: <laughs> what a now, first question.
0: I mean, I was like going through, I was like, Whoa. I'm glad I've been reading the Bible, but what is my favorite book of the Bible? And it just, it just came out. All right, I just said Song of Solomon.
1: Oh, goodness. Oh, okay. So for those listeners who may not be familiar with um, the Bible, Song of Solomon is basically a book about love and sex.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, it's there is a deeper meaning yes, in that is. about the gospel, right. but, but yes, there is some uh very
1: smooch it yes there
0: is (laughs) okay no i didn't say song of solomon i wanted to say song of solomon that would have been awesome yeah yeah. yes i said hebrews and romans and i mean those are just great books in the bible anyways that was that was my very first interaction with your family how about you christina
1: So same thing being long distance and I came out I think a few months after you before you had met my parents actually so it was Thanksgiving and I remember just having uh, dinner around your kitchen table. Except it was very different from my family because my family um, my parents worked long hours. And so they really cherished the dinner table where we just sat and talked probably for the maybe the first time of the entire day. Mm. So coming to your kitchen table for whatever reason, I thought, hey, it's going to be exactly the same. So we'll f- like get to sit and talk and get to know each other. but that didn't happen. Nope. (laughs) So apparently Daniel's family watches TV or used to, they don't do it anymore, but used to watch TV while they ate dinner. So people sat down, your family sat down around the dinner table, on goes the TV. And so I'm thinking, oh, background noise, right? So I start to try to make some conversation. I'm usually really good at drawing people out of their shells, but it was like, uh uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. just like nothing. TV. And so then Daniel was like, "Oh, why don't we try turning off the TV, and then we won't be distracted." So he turns off the TV, and I'm, and
0: I'm trying to impress you. I'm right. trying to figure out. Okay, yeah, like, let's let's try. Like, yeah, to, let's, let's let's talk.
1: Yeah, and so he's like bringing up like questions, like, "Hey, do you want to tell Christina about like this part of your life?" And nobody's talking. So, after probably what was only like maybe 45 seconds, but felt like eternity to me, your dad gets back up. (laughs)
0: Because we lost the remote. (laughs) (laughs)
1: That's true. And he got out of his seat and turned back on the TV. (laughs) Like it was like, who are we trying to kid? (laughs) Yes.
0: Now, when you think about it, those experiences so deeply shape the way that you view your in laws. Right. And now on at the top of the podcast, we were talking about four questions. We said we were going to introduce four questions that will help you, you know, grow in your relationship with your in-laws. And that really is that first question that you need to ask yourself, that you need to ask your spouse and just do a little bit of an audit or an assessment. Mm -hmm. Right. What happened the first time you met your in-laws? Because those interactions, the ones where I met Christina's dad that way and and you met my family Mm -hmm. that way, I mean, those things really do affect the way that the relationships are formed and are seen today.
1: Mm -hmm. Exactly.
0: It's so important to ask yourself that very first question. And that's what we were trying to get at with these stories to share our first experiences with our in-laws, because what happened the first time you met them sets the foundation for your relationship with them today right Mm -hmm. that's that's the very first question to the four questions that we're going to be posing you here, right? What happened the first time you met your in-laws? Because when when you met them, obviously, you just kind of have to remember what happened and just you're you're, you're charting out reality, right? You're painting reality in this audit, in this assessment to grow in your relationship with your in-laws. But what that actually does is it paves the way to the second question, which is what did you expect that in-law relationship to look like? on the one hand you have that first experience mm-hmm. it may have been what you thought it may not have but after that first experience you can you continue to build those relationships and continue to build those experiences over the days the months the years and eventually i mean there there either becomes a kind of a synergy of yes i did expect my in-law relationship to look like this and Mm -hmm. it actually does or there's or there's tension right because it's it's yeah because Mm -hmm. it's not what you hoped it would be exactly so christina for the second question why don't you just kick us off and answer it first what did you expect uh, your relationship with my parents to be like
1: so giving some background on how I grew up, I had a lot of guy friends. Just I got along with guys a lot. My brother's older and whatnot. So I, I was always really, really close to their parents. Like I would go over to their house and I would sit and have tea with their parents and my guy friend would be, I don't know, like watching sports or something. And then I would, you know, go off and talk to them and come back and be like, Oh, you're having dinner. Okay. Let's sit down and have dinner. And so I guess I always pictured, my future relationship with my husband, like that kind of relationship Mm. with the in-laws is that we would be BFFs, really, that we would be best friends. That they wouldn't go
0: and turn the TV back on. Exactly.
1: That they would (laughs) want to talk to me and I would want to talk to them and spend time together and, you know, just be really, really comfortable with each other.
0: Yeah. For me, I guess I didn't really have that experience at all because I didn't really go over to girls' houses growing up. Uh, so I think, <laughs> you
1: had enough girls in your house. <laughs> yes,
0: exactly. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, so in light of all that, I think when I think about what I hoped my or expected my in-law relationship to look like, I don't even think I had an expectation. I mean, to be honest, TV kind of raised me in that respect because I didn't Mm -hmm. because I didn't go to other girls' houses growing up. So it was almost like, you know, 90210, (laughs) Days of Our Lives, Married, you know, (laughs) Simpsons, you know, just whatever the in-law relationship looked like. And I mean, Mm -hmm. even even Korean dramas that we would watch, too. uh, I mean, I what I saw as being normal was a fractured relationship. I mean, I mean that's what I, I was just like. Well, that's just how it is, right? Right. And what's really interesting about Korean dramas is there's always a fractured relationship between the mother-in-law and the daughter-in-law. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're always enemies. They 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 always go at each other. It's always this this thing. And maybe it's a Korean culture thing. I don't really know. But that was what was normal for me.
1: Yeah. Exactly.
0: Yeah, and that's why it's so important to paint that reality. Right. Paint that reality in the first question where it's what happened the first time you met. Mm-hmm. And in the second question, what did you what did you expect that in-law relationship to look like? Because you gotta you gotta in in order to move forward, in order to better your relationship with your in-laws, you need to paint what is before you can go to tomorrow, before you can paint that new reality. Okay. Which brings us to our third question, uh, which is it's it's just a frank question. Are you okay with the current state of your relationship? not not I don't want to think about it mm-hmm. or I don't have to think about it until the times that we all get together. but when you assess what has been and really what is right now, you mm-hmm. know all the experiences you know um, culminating into what that relationship is today, are you okay with that?
1: And I think in some ways it's really a frank like yes dot 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 or no. Dot, dot, dot answer. It's not like uh, we always say to our kids, like, I don't know. It's not really an answer. It's more of saying, like, I don't want to think about it. Yeah. Or saying, like, maybe.
0: Yeah, because if unless you're living with them, mm-hmm. right, unless they're in your house for one reason or another... Most of the time, you don't really have to think about it. Exactly. Right, and it, and it's always it's it's maybe in the car ride over to their house or uh-huh. or the plane ride or holidays or that 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 you know those past feelings come up and and maybe there are even times where you don't even want to do holiday or family get-togethers because of all of those past feelings.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, completely! I can attest to that. We have never actually lived in the same city as either parents or either in-laws. And so really when we see the in-laws, it's surrounding holidays. So maybe that would be once a year, if at the most twice a year. So most of the time, I don't have to think about how the dynamics in the relationship is with the in-laws or my husband's family until we start to, you know, plan the trip or have to buy the plane tickets. And then all those past feelings kind of creep up of like, oh man, this is going to be hard. This is going to be uncomfortable. This is... That feeling of, I don't know if I can completely be 100% myself and I don't know if I want to go there, really. And truthfully, I didn't like those feelings and neither did I like the fact that I looked upon my husband's family in that manner. So I had to really take some time to... Ask myself these four questions and especially ask like, why am I feeling like this? And then realizing, hey, you know what? I'm not okay with how I feel or how I look at them in that negative manner Um, Jesus calls us to be unified and also the fact, the principle of reaping what you sow. Uh, I have a son and so God willing, if he gets married, I'm going to become a mother-in-law and I don't want my kids to look back and think, hey, it's quote unquote normal to look at your in-law's negatively or to have bad things to say about them or to feel uncomfortable you know so on and so forth I want them to have a great relationship with their in-laws and really a big factor of that happening I believe is that they can look back and see how I dealt with my in-laws and how we interacted with our in-laws in general.
0: So it actually goes back to that second question out of the four, which is what did you expect that in-law relationship to look like because the current state of your relationship with your in-laws that is what normal is for your children. Mm-hmm. That that is what it's it's being painted in their reality in their brain. I mean it's it's just like so so in in some cases it's like hey I don't really like your parents. And it's like, you don't really like my parents. So whenever we're going to go to your family, I'm not, I'm going to kind of unplug or I'm not even going to go, you go and take the kids mm-hmm. to your family and I'll go and take the kids to my family. Right. And, and if that's what it looks like and it's, and it's, um, it's fractured in that mm-hmm. way, then that is the, the, those are the foundation stones that you are actually building for your children.
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly. So when they get married, they're gonna be like, "Hey, if you don't, if you don't like my parents, then don't come with us." Yeah, it's
0: like, who cares, yeah. right? I mean, you married. me, like yours, no, then yeah. who cares?
1: <laughs> just yeah. do what you want. <laughs> exactly.
0: But the reality is when you get married to your spouse, you are not just marrying them. You are marrying their family as well. Mm-hmm. Right. For better or for worse. That's right. You are marrying their family. And why not make it for the better rather than the other way?
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Right. I love what my grandma um has consistently told my mom and so on my mom has told me is that the advice was if you want to see your son treat your daughter-in-law well and i thought that was really really i mean very poignant yeah um and but there's a lot of truth to that yeah is You know, if you're, when you're married, you know, you're really supposed to take each other's side. That's really what it is. And then the family is, you know, kind of takes a little bit of a step back. So if you're not being kind to your daughter-in-law, then she might be like, hey, you know what? To your, to her husband or to your son, be like, let's, you know, let's not go. Let's not go see them. Let's go like in an all-inclusive cruise instead,
0: yeah, so. and, and it just, you know, it's how us guys are. It's just like, oh, my wife wants to go there. Yeah, of course I want to the go whole, there. The whole, like, her. saying happy wife,
1: happy life, <laughs> yeah, exactly. like, you know, that quote. <laughs> so, I mean, there's a little bit of truth in that, too.
0: The wait is over. Find out what happens in the thrilling conclusion of the 12th Dead Sea Squirrels book, Land Breakout. Hi, I'm Mike Naraki, co creator of Veggie Tales, voice of Larry the Cucumber, and author of The Dead Sea Squirrels. Get ready for more daring rescues and hilarious jokes as Merle and Pearl and their animal friends embark on a ridiculous mission to bust the kidnapped Gomez family out of Babylon, a Bible-themed amusement park with talking animals. Young readers will love the nutty misadventures of 10-year-old Michael and his friends and will learn all about biblical life lessons such as forgiveness and friendship. Read all 12 Dead Sea Squirrels books, available wherever books are sold. (laughs) So. <laughs> there is, there is. So, I mean, maybe your grandma watched a lot of Korean dramas and she she was like, oh, that's the underlying theme. <laughs> <laughs> Treat them well. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Anyway, Thanks, uh, that, <laughs> <laughs> and that brings us to the fourth question. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are you going to do about it? Right. So what happened the first time you met your in-laws? What did you expect the in-law relationship to look like? Are you okay with the current state of your relationship? And that last question, that fourth question is, what are you going to do about it? Mm-hmm. Right now, I remember one of the first times that I talked with my mom about you,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? It, and, and this was, the, we weren't even dating, you were, my parents owned a billiard hall, like a pool hall and, and you had come over and I was, I guess I was really close to you teaching you how to play pool. Oh, parents know <laughs> these
1: things. They pick up these things, yeah, right? and,
0: yeah. And we were like pretty far away, but I guess she saw anyway that <laughs> evening she was like, so who's, you know, how are things going? And she's like, um... We weren't eating dinner, so that's why we were talking.
1: <laughs> <laughs> TV wasn't on. Yeah,
0: exactly. And she was like, is there, you know, did you meet anyone during the trip? And <laughs> and I really liked you at the time. We weren't officially dating, but I really, really liked you. And and I wanted to, you know, start that relationship with you. And, and I was like, yeah, you know, I met this girl, Christina. And she's like, oh, I know. You mean <laughs> that girl uh, at, the, at the pool hall? And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, oh, yeah. I mean, didn't she get, like, eyelid surgery, and didn't she, like, get surgery on her lips and and do stuff to her eyes? And I was like, what are you talking about?
1: what are you talking about?
0: (laughs) I was like, Christina did not get any of that surgery. She is gorgeous as God has created her, but she did not get any surgery. Well stupid as I was I shared that with you
1: yes you shouldn't have shared that with me and I mean, we'll talk about that in another episode of like dating and engagement and stuff like maybe some of the things that you shouldn't be sharing <laughs> but yeah. anyway
0: so Christina how did you feel when I shared that with you and I probably shouldn't have shared that no, with you no you really
1: shouldn't have shared that with me but I well, that's a that's another topic for another time yeah it is <laughs> Well, I want to say first that I had never talked to your mom at that mm-hmm. point. So the most I saw her was behind the counter at the billiard hall. I think I waved at her or something. And so to hear that she had all these accusations, really, about me getting plastic surgery that were absolutely absurd and that had no basis, I was really offended. I was really, really hurt, I should say. I think that's more than offended. I was. I took that... Um, to heart like okay so obviously she doesn't approve of me
0: (laughs) yeah and i wonder even you know she didn't approve of you even though we were just dating well i mean we weren't even dating dating, right so i mean I mean, going back to that first question, it's like, what happened the first time you met your in-laws? Right. Yeah, I, I didn't mean, know it's... she was
1: gonna be my in-law at that point. <laughs> but exactly. I was like, Ugh. Right. So <laughs> that
0: that really did set the foundation. Mm-hmm. And and since then, my mom and you have grown significantly oh, goodness. in your relationship yes. with one another. Yes, definitely. But it took a lot. It did. Right? And and I wonder if the trajectory would have been different. If I hadn't shared that with you now, now fast forward right now, fast (laughs) forward um, we're you know, this last question is, what are you going to do about it? What I didn't know back then was the fact that you can actually reframe negative interactions in a positive light. Right. And this is really the heart of this fourth question, which is, what are you going to do about it? Mm -hmm. We have all of these experiences stored in our memory banks Mm -hmm. about our in-laws and what happens because of nostalgia right? Uh, You, you kind of, you kind of on, on good experiences, you kind of rub out, right? Er, er, Erase all of the negative parts and you accentuate the positive. But on the flip side, if it's a bad experience, you kind of wipe out all the positive and you accentuate the negative. Yeah, exactly. Right. So if we were to reframe this experience, Mm -hmm. right. And, and we're, and we actually did this for the first time yesterday, mm-hmm. uh, reframing the experience. One of the reasons my mom said that about you is because Korean girls and Korean guys, I mean, I don't, I don't have double eyelids. Now, if you don't know what a double eyelid is, uh, let's like, let, you know what we should do? We should take a picture of my eyes and your eyes and we'll show you how my eyes have single eyelids, right? Well, you got to go to our show notes, go to go to inbetween.org backslash episode three and you'll see what I mean. But it's, yeah. it's actually a big thing in Korean culture.
1: It is, yeah, to the point where when we were living there, Um, And working with youth, girls who turned 16 would come up to me and were like, do you notice anything different? And I'm like, hmm, did you get a new haircut? And they're like, no. I got eyelids for my birthday. Yeah, they'd like a double get, eyelid. Yeah, they go and get plastic <laughs> surgery to get their double eyelids.
0: Yeah. So because it makes your eyes look bigger and Asians tend to have smaller eyes mm-hmm. than you know, than the Caucasians and or and other ethnicities as well. So so that's so actually my mom asked that because and, and she asked about your lips too. And and, and you because you're really beautiful, Christina. Right. And part of it was that's she's sweet. like, who's this? Who's this girl trying to take my son away? And, you know, <laughs> he was trying to find all the faults. But actually, she was faulting you for, you know, how the, the beauty that God has had molded you and created you with.
1: Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> right. But it's
0: that power of reshaping, right? It's that power mm-hmm. of reframing those negative experiences in a positive light.
1: Yeah, exactly. So another way to look at it is maybe like, you don't have to talk about rose-colored glasses. Mm-hmm. But let's not talk about that part because I feel like that's kind of like denial. Let's talk about in terms of reframing. So let's look at a situation and put on positive lenses yeah. instead of negative ones.
0: Exactly. Because just a shift, a small shift in the way that you look at it can bring insight That previously you were ignorant of or previously you just it just didn't come up because emotionally you were hurt. And what Mm -hmm. happens emotionally when you're hurt, what happens is your defenses come up automatically and and you just kind of it's like fight or flight.
1: Right. And I feel like sometimes we look for, you know, information or we look for proof. That's a better word to say, like proof of, you know, oh, she's mean because she thinks I'm fake. And like, well, you know what? When she said this and maybe she was meaning it very kindly, but I'm putting on my negative frame. I'm looking, well, that's proof that she's even meaner because she said it this way or he said it that way. And we're just really digging ourselves into a hole.
0: Yeah, and depending on your culture, if you live in the South, Mm -hmm. and I think Asians have a lot of similarities with those (laughs) who live in the South, uh, all that stuff that Christina just said would be going on in your head, right? And you're smiling and you're saying, oh, bless your heart. Oh, I'd
1: be saying, (laughs) bless your heart. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. And just to be smiling and uh-huh. cooking together, or hanging out together. Where whereas in your in your mind, you're just it's just tearing you down. And subtly, whether you're conscious or unconscious, unconsciously aware of this, mm-hmm. you are gonna be begin to separate yourself and separate your spouse away from their parents right which is not going to be great for your kids Mm -hmm. uh and and really for them either Mm because there's going to be that conflict that comes up so so really you know the first thing what are you going to do about your relationship with your in-laws think about these pinpoint these negative interactions Mm -hmm. uh, and and try to reframe them in a positive light secondly Mm -hmm. really pray for them right pray for them don't i mean don't just Don't just whine about it, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, while you're traveling to go meet them. I mean, don't just pray for yourself that God would give you the courage or the strength or the grace Mm -hmm. and the mercy to be able to handle them. No, pray blessings on them without any benefit to you. Mm -hmm. Right. And just pray blessings upon their work, blessings Mm -hmm. upon their health, you know, pray for what they're going through and have it nothing to do with you. Because in that and in and through that, God is actually going to shape your heart. And change your heart. Yeah. And change your heart and soften your heart.
1: Right. Have you ever tried to pray for someone that you have like an issue with? Mm. It's really difficult. Yeah. It really is because God will completely convict you. Yeah. I mean, like Christina, do you really mean this? Or are mm-hmm. you just trying to, you know, sprinkle some like, uh, okay, please help me yeah, like kind of thing?
0: are you trying to polish a turd? Or, <laughs>
1: <laughs> right, I mean, like, no, before, no, seriously, it's like, just, what are you trying to do here? <laughs> exactly. And God knows our heart. Yeah. So, and he is in the business of restoration. I mm-hmm. say that a lot. Yeah. That God wants us to live in unity and he wants us to um love one another and so daniel i know that you had talked about the prayer like not praying for ourselves but you know really praying for um our relationship with our in-laws i also think there's an aspect of you know god could you please help change my heart
0: Mm, mm. and sometimes you need to go to counseling for that
1: completely there is sometimes that the hurt feels so deep that you really are kind of crying out to God, being like, I don't know what to do. I have such strong feeling. I'm trying to do what Daniel and Christina had said, to ask these four questions and reframe these negative interactions into a positive light. I'm trying to pray for my relationship with my in-laws, but I just feel stuck. And I think that's like you were saying, is to consider seeking out professional counseling. When I was doing graduate studies... Part of the class that I was taking was, the requirement was to take professional counseling. So it was for free. It was six sessions. I was like, yeah, sure. So the first session, uh, the counselor was like, do you have anything to talk about? Do you have any issues with people? Uh, no, I'm perfectly fine. I really thought I was. And so she starts digging a little deeper. And then she asked me this poignant question how is your relationship with your mother-in-law?
0: That must be like the golden question.
1: Oh, it was uh, in Korea like, yeah, it at was the time. in Korea. I should yeah. mention that. So that's probably like a trigger, right? It probably is. Oh, completely. Yeah. And so I paused and I said, oh, goodness, it's not very good. And then we moved on from there. So beginning, you know, she really helped me reframe situations where I saw things one way and she was like how about looking it at another way and she really helped me realize that a lot of the issues stem from me needing to people please Hmm. and the fact that I was trying so hard to get my mother-in-law and father-in-law to quote-unquote approve of me now I don't know they probably did already but just everything that we had gone through in the past, I really felt like they didn't approve of me. And so she really helped me realize that I don't need to give that power to my in-laws because God approves me already. Mm -hmm. And so I am, you know, whole in him. And so whether my in-laws quote unquote approve of me or not, doesn't change who I am. However, at the same point, that doesn't mean that I go and do and say whatever I want to my in-laws. Mm-hmm. That's not okay either. That I need to be, you know, treating them with love and respect and the way that God has created them.
0: That's really good. So we're pro counseling. We've both been to counseling mm-hmm. uh, because it it does help. It does. It really does help. Kind of dig deeper there. And the last point that we wanted to make here under this fourth question is to really accept and understand that you can only change yourself Mm -hmm. right in the end you can pray for your in-laws in the end you can be asking yourself all of these questions and 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 you you know you can be trying super hard to you know to better that relationship with your in-laws but you can't Control them. You can't control their behavior. You can't Mm -hmm. control their reactions. You can't control how they're going to uh, interact with you, even with your changed behavior or attitude or posture. So you need to understand that really you can only change yourself.
1: That's a hard one. Don't we all wish there was some magic button or switch (laughs) that we could be like, hey, like me now? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm.
0: completely. So the thing is, you need to accept the reality that the relationship may never look the way you want it to be, right? It may not look, Mm -hmm. ever look the way that you were hoping it to be and, and were imagining it to be. But what you can do is take one day at a time. Exactly. Because God can change their hearts. Right. Mm-hmm. Just because they were one way yesterday doesn't mean that they're going to be the same way tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Right. So as you continue to pray for them and as you continue to work on your posture and your attitude and as you grow and as they grow and as life happens and, and you know, you kind of I, I love sharing this with our church. Right. It's like, hey, what if you were to live with palms open? Right. Mm-hmm. And you're like, Lord, here I am. Like, Mm -hmm. use me, shape me, mold me. I mean, just imagine if you approach that relationship with your in-laws in the same way. Imagine the transformation that God could do, right? Because you can't do it, Mm -hmm. right? You can't change them, but God can.
1: Right. And the fact that what would it look like? Like, how would you be different as well. Mm. If you have that open posture of, you know what, I want to love you and I want to serve you as well. Mm -hmm. I think another part of that, um, realizing that the relationship may never look the way that we want it to or imagine it to be, is yes, we we can concentrate on ourselves. And a part of that is... Maybe it'll help to set some tangible goals for ourselves. For example, maybe it means that, you know what? Even when we're planning the trip to go see the in-laws or I'm at the in-laws house, I am not going to say anything negative about my in-laws around my kids and around my spouse. Mm -hmm. Because that's not going to help them. Yeah, in the short term, it may make me feel better because I'm getting it all off my chest. But in the long run, like we were talking about reaping and sowing, what am I sowing into my kids? What am I sowing into my spouse? I'm sowing discord. I'm sowing um, feelings of, oh goodness, like confusion. Like I, I actually really like, you know, my grandparents or actually really like my parents, but my mom or my spouse doesn't. Like that's awkward.
0: Yeah, it really is. And, and that's a really tangible thing that anyone can do, right? It's a, it's a goal that you can set, that you're taking it one step at a time, mm-hmm. right? Another goal that you can set is, hey, why don't you be the best in law that you want? Because mm-hmm. the fact is, if your children, if you have children, and if your children get married, I mean, you are gonna be an in law, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? And and why repeat what you've seen? Because uh, I often say that we teach the way that we've been taught, we parent the way that we've been parented, mm-hmm. right? We lead the way that we've been led, so. If you are observing the way that your relationship with your in-laws are, and I mean, that is naturally going to be your default. So why not mm-hmm. today when you're not an in-law, why don't you actually be the type of in-law that you want to be, right? In spite of what has all happened to you and actually begin to set those patterns and and, and set that tone and that theme in that relationship with your in-laws. Mm-hmm. Just, I mean, I know transformation can happen, and right? And we've not, seen it happen too. Yeah. Completely. So just to wrap things up, I wanted to repeat the four questions. And you can actually go to inbetween.org backslash episode three. And you know, if you're not connected to us on social media, we are in between show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, we'd love to connect with you. But here are those four questions. Number one, what happened the first time you met your in-laws? And number two, what did you expect the relationship to look like?
1: Number three, are you okay with the current state of your relationship? And the last one, number four, what are you going to do about it?
0: Yeah, so if you can share your thoughts at Inbetween Show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to us, we'd love to hear your thoughts. We'd love to hear your, your reflections and, and which of the questions are the hardest to answer, which are the easiest ones. We'd love to interact with you and process this with you. But next week, we'd love for you to join us because we're going to be talking about how to slow down life. Mm -hmm. right especially with kids and yes life is so
1: busy with kids
0: (laughs) right and especially when school is canceled and what do you do then and what about extracurriculars and and just that that kind of that pressure to keep up with the joneses right how do you in light of all that
1: minivan running all the time
0: exactly how do you in light of all that slow down life so that's what we're going to be talking about next time And we thank you for joining us. If you have not yet done so, please, please, please rate and review us on iTunes because it helps a ton in getting the word out. Well, we'll catch you next time. This episode was brought to you in part by The Table Podcast at Dallas Theological Seminary. Listen to rotating hosts discuss issues of God and culture to demonstrate theology's relevance in everyday life. Find it on your podcast app. For videos and more, visit dts.edu podcast.